This is Mike Quick's High School Football Hour on 98.7 ESPN. That guy gets the name of the show right every week. He's unbelievable. like clockwork. It yeah, is. No, he's good. Yeah. Is he good as Wayne Valley? Well, it's 8 o'clock, Mike. It is 98.7 <laughs> FM, ESPN New York. The guys are in the house. Mike Quick, Jake Montgomery, Yo. Matt Sims is back for another week. But, Mike, I don't know why he keeps coming back. I mean, you got to get healthy to get back in the league, man. Yeah, seriously, I'm if over there's this. There's no already. better motivation than that. <laughs> I love you guys, but you know, I, I can't take it anymore myself. You're having fun, Sims. Yeah, I, I heard Monty called you this week. You didn't get back to him. Uh, no, we text. We text. Yeah, weekly. we've been on yeah. texting yeah. We're, we're day to day basis. Yeah. That's Good. a text relationship. It that's definitely a, that's is. A, that's a yeah. We're straight to voicemail. We're going to progress to FaceTime and see where it goes. Yeah, from last that. night though, I was so cold after the games that I went to. I just, I was like, I can't keep talking to this kid anymore. <laughs> the day is over. Sims, I'm freezing. You know what? I got to take that back. I was going to say, you're cold. I went into the press box at Caven Point. The wind was coming at about 45 miles an hour from the Statue of Liberty. I bailed early. I went up top. I we love that a, you went up to the press I box, did. though. That I'm is old, man. Yeah, that is funny. We will have an update on Lou DiRienzo, the new Rochelle coach, yes, because that superintendent that. is still yep, out absolutely. of her mind up there. <clears throat> Excuse me, what she has done. Uh, in just a second, Marty Lyons will join us. And um, before we get to that, I just want to get into Thanksgiving Day football. I'm trying to get Sims because it, it's the tradition is lost in New Jersey now. And except for Fordham uh, Xavier, that will be Fordham Prep Xavier. That will be played on that Land Tech field out there at Aviator. And then Cardinal Hayes at Mount St. Michael, that beautiful brand-new facility they have. As Cardinal Hayes beat Stepanak last week 25-7 to win the Catholic Woo! League title. They're Very excited about Buffalo that one. today, Sims. Your quarterback, Henry Bielen, the fourth, was terrific into the wind. 12 of 18, 209 yards, a touchdown. His 36-yard touchdown pass to Nunez, phenomenal. Between the corner and the safety into a 40-mile-an-hour wind, sensational. They're up at Canisius today to win this. They'll win the state title. C.J. O'Neill is calling it a wings and rings trip. We're going to eat some wings in Buffalo. <laughs> We're going to get some rings and bring them back I love home. it. But so just we'll, make sure you win the game first, and then we will. can celebrate. Because Jalen Smith is looking great. Beeline is just, I mean, he's throwing the ball. And the, and the guy that I was so into, Nicholas Burgess was the MVP. He had five tackles for loss and four sacks in the game. But it was almost like when Lawrence Taylor made Leonard Marshall such a great player. Everybody focused. Well, in this game, number 44, Charles Miracle Oguam Anum was phenomenal. Like, he forced everything to Burgess. Can you say that name again for us? No. Okay. one and done, Monty. <laughs> All right. Okay. It was How'd, fun hearing it Oguanama. the first time. I'll say that. <laughs> How'd we do on the music? Did we get the music we got, straight? I, I got the music already. Sit DJ Monty is already to go. All right. So, but here's the thing. Before we get to the big breakdown of Wayne yes. Valley, Look, old everybody's Japan. waiting. Uh, oh, you were, yeah. you must have been sweating last night, buddy. Well, I was. I was. You guys said you were cold. I was actually kind of warm. I was under the covers. Uh, I did have a little bit. Of I a did. Yeah, because about you're in the live stream. I was man, warm because like, I was on. in the Lantec uh, suite. Yeah. at Hofstra. Not too bad. Lantec suite. Free food. Alcoholic beverages that I did not take part in because I had the ESPN vehicle and I'm a good guy. But uh, America's guest over here. Okay, who were the people <laughs> in the suite from Lantech? There was a lot of people, a lot of Lantech guys that name I got one. to introduce. Uh, oh, Steve, quick, Mike, that is not Chris, cool. Tim, just name some generic Max names. Preps. <laughs> Max Preps was there, got to meet him quite well. Okay, Told here's him. the, stop talking. Okay. Here's the problem I have. I love Thanksgiving Day football. To me, it's my favorite football day of the year. Sims, did you play on Thanksgiving in high school? Yeah, yeah. we played Paramus Catholic. That's right. Yes. Okay. Thanks for listening. In, last week. Well, that, yeah. honestly, back then, there's no way I was going to a Don Bosco Paramus Catholic game. What did yeah. you win? 40 to nothing? Uh, it was 55. 55. Yeah. Nothing. Okay. Which means Greg, if he was coaching in Nassau County, would have been suspended. Yeah. 
Um, in Connecticut, there are 62 games for Thanksgiving. Here's the problem I have. Kai, give me a little depressing music. Of the 62, 35 will be played on Thursday morning, Thanksgiving Day. It's a Thanksgiving Day football game. Play it on Thanksgiving. For 21 of the schools, that is unbelievable. Kyrie Kyrie. needs a raise. Kyrie needs a man. Play on Wednesday. Why? It's Thanksgiving Day football. It's not Thanksgiving Eve football. 21 schools. But the thing that gets my blood boiling like no other is six will play on Tuesday. Don't play the game. Or play it on Saturday. If it's an inconvenience to play Thanksgiving Day football. I'm getting sad just listening to this. Well, I, it makes me sad. <laughs> but I tell you this. I will be up there at Darien High School where they sold the Darien New Canaan game out in two hours. My brother Paul running around like a lunatic to make sure that we all have tickets for the game. We will be there. And you know who I'm excited to watch play in this game? Graydon Overback. His dad, Scott, was a great player for New Canaan, and he has switched allegiance. He has gone from the New Canaan red to the Darien blue, and his son's a throwback. Offensive lineman. The Overback boys, the brothers, great. College football players, Division I football players. Graydon, 6'1", 248 player, offensive lineman. His cousin today, Holden Overbeck for Garden City. They have a big one. I'll be picking that game at the end of the show. So in Connecticut, can we please play Thanksgiving Day football on Thanksgiving? If we don't, don't play the game. So to me, we will only report next Saturday on 35 of the 62 games. (laughs) Go, Gordon! All right, well, Mike, I think a lot of people were wondering what was going on. The North 2 Group 4 Championship game last night. Wayne Valley facing off against Old Tapan, or as some call it, Old Tap. Old Tap, and baby. Now, this might not really be a rivalry because Old Tapan, head-to-head record, led it 6-1. So we were wondering, going in, Wayne Valley coming off big wins. The Who's previous- we? You and your wife? Yes. The, town? <laughs> the whole town. The whole town. <laughs> The community. Over Come Wayne Hills. Has your Wayne wife Hills. been into it? Has the school been like upside down excited? I think so, yeah. I think they really got on board. I you mean, didn't ask her? Well, I mean, she's been on board, okay, but good. I think everybody has been on board with the, with what's been going on. So you're coming <laughs> off the, the wins against Wayne Hills and Phillipsburg, and you go into this game, the championship game. Now, I'll admit, there were a few technical issues at Casa de Damer. So let's pick things up second quarter. <laughs> Here we go. Scoreless game. Last time they won it, 1991. Good good note. Didn't have that one. <laughs> Scoreless game. You're wondering who's going to strike first. Feels like a lot of the other games that, that the Indians have played here. Defensive battle early on. No score last week. It was no score at halftime. But this time, second quarter, the Indians capitalized. Tommy Moran hitting De Palma with a touchdown pass with 2.15 to go in the first half. Now... Old Tapan got the opening kickoff, so you're thinking if you're a Wayne Hills supporter, seven up and good guys, and we're going to get the kickoff in the second half. But it would not to be, because Old Tapan all of a sudden finds something offensively, drives down the field in that two minutes and change, score to tie it up, eight seconds to go. We go into the half, tied 7-7. So we're kind of back to where you were. Yeah. Who's going to be able to make the play to take the lead here? Because these possessions, long drives, nobody's doing anything all that flashy. And relying on the defense, kind of mirror images of each other. And Old Tapan, while they didn't get the second half kickoff, get a three and out, get the ball, drive down, kick a 25-yard field goal with three minutes left in the third. So now you're thinking, Wayne Valley, you got to get on your, your horse here. How are they going to respond? They would respond in one play. 
John Testa, a 70-yard touchdown run right through the line. Whoa. You thought he might cut it outside. He cut it back inside. And away he goes. Bang, really? zoom. Get it, Maestro. 14-10. Maestro. Maestro. <laughs> Fourth quarter. Old Japan has the ball. They're driving. Get some big plays. They get down there. Their quarterback, I believe it was the quarterback. A little, again, technical issues. I'm not Al Riveron sitting in New York. <laughs> Although I'm getting it a lot more correct than Al Riveron. <laughs> Two-yard touchdown run. The maestro run. takes shots, I like Two-yard yeah. touchdown run. So now 17-14 Old Japan. Old Japan might be old, but they don't die. Ooh, good so line, you write that, 11, that was good. I'm writing that one down. 11-25 to go. The Indians get the ball back. Get a good kick return. You're thinking, all right, we're in business. Can't do anything offensively. Seems like the offense is stalled. Not making the plays they were making earlier in the game. And really, in the second half, they only had the test to run. Didn't do much else. So you're thinking, this does not look good. They get a three and out. They have to punt the ball away. Rely on the defense, which, again, has been great in the playoffs. But was not all that great in the second half. But the defense steps up. Get the ball back. About five minutes to go. Kyrie, give me a little change of music here, buddy. Oh, this is big. Gosh. This is going to be a big five this minutes. Get right it to This final five minutes. Make your make your voice sound like Facenda. They get the ball. Ooh, <laughs> dink and dunk. Ooh. Little rocky. Little play here. Little play there. Start to believe. Start to move the ball. You're wondering. The clock is against them at this point. There's only about two minutes left in the game. They haven't done that much offensively. Big play here. Big play there. It's kind of hard because I didn't, couldn't really see. But they get all the way down the field. And with one minute to play, Tommy Moran hitting tight end Jake DeLucia. Jake. I would say about an eight-yard touchdown catch between two defenders. He catches it short of the goal line, splits the defenders, gets in the end zone. Touchdown, good guys. Wow. One minute to go. Now, are you and your wife just jumping around going well, nuts? Well, I'll be honest with you. I'm a very big karma guy. Yeah. Ooh. And when my wife was out of the room or preoccupied with other things... Hold on, wait a minute. Wayne she Valley. there. I know, but Wayne Valley was doing better. So I was instructing her, get out of the room. <laughs> wow. Move away. And I would call out to her what was going on. <laughs> doing an intense. amazing job Monty, of play-by-play. Play. I want to be, be in the Damer household for one of these going to your house yes. to watch the game. I'll be you. there just right. chilling we'll, in your we'll, living we'll room. We're all going. Yeah, we will yeah, see him on the Nest Cam and shut out all the way. We're a very technological family. So a minute to go. And uh, give me some more music, Kyrie. It's all right. Give it to me. <laughs> One minute to go. We're wondering, you know, is Old Japan, what, what do they have in the bag of tricks here, right? Because right. this is Silly it. Rabbit. This is, this is all there is. First play. Pass. Over the middle. Picked off by the good guys. Oh. Wow. Wayne Valley wins. So they will be playing next week at MetLife. I believe. Against? I, I'm not really sure. Northern Highlands, as Greg Russo's guys start the year one and two, and they, we have, Sims, you have done a bad job with Northern Highlands this year. By the way, can oh, I you just... You have not talked about them at all. Oh, can, it's on me now. Can I just say... What about the wizard? When the, instru- the, when the, in- the uh, interception came, the straws in the kitchen, make like a tree and leave. The game's over. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get my line in there. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's all about the signature. Right. We should have probably just rolled on to Northern Ireland. <laughs> also, how do you know that you're the good guys? That's my question. You're the good, good guys. Question, of course Sims. we're the good you're the guys. Good guys? Of course. Ah. It's all about a story in your own mind, right? Usually when you think you're the good guy, you're the villain. There's no way Old Tappan <laughs> is the good guy. Uh, old no. Tappan. Oh. Oh. 41-year drought for Northern Highlands. Uh-huh. They're back in the championship as they took down Sims's team, Woodridge. Ethan Harris, Russo going on and on. Nobody's talking about Woodbridge. my guy, right? It was Woodbridge. 
What did I say? Woodridge? Woodridge, yeah. You spelt it wrong. Yeah. There you go. The you're missing, maestro would never make 37-7. Go Ethan Harris, 31 carries, 340 yards, Woo. four touchdowns, touchdown runs of 87, 65, 53, and 9. That game will be at MetLife. We just don't know when. It'll probably be, it's probably going to be next Saturday. That's what I would guess. And we now have a big football game up at Columbia today. And it's not the Lions, but we do have a Lions on the phone. Ooh. Checking in, big number 93, one of the great New York Jets of all time, my buddy, Marty Lyons. How are you, big guy? What's up there, Quickie? How are you, Pat? You cold up there? No, not really. All the uh, teams are starting to come in. They're, we're going to start all the games about 9 o'clock. we got 12 teams here, and we'll, you know, we'll probably raise close to $40,000 today. And what he's raising the money for is his foundation, the Marty Lyons Foundation, just an unbelievable uh, foundation. And it's his second annual flag football turkey bowl up there at Columbia as he gets ready to call the Jets game tomorrow with Bobby. I love when he calls him Bobby Wachusen. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Marty, you did this last year. Was it, did, was it as good as you thought it could be in the first year? You know what, Quiggy, he, uh, he grouped his foot in this together. We call them the young professionals. It's that next generation that will take over. And I think last year they had about eight teams. This year we got 12. And unfortunately, we had to turn down some that were going to come in from Staten Island. But, um, you know, hopefully Staten Island people understand that uh, next year we'll have it again and we'll put them in right up in front. But, you know, it's it's great for raising the money, but it's great for the awareness. It's great for these young men, young women that, you know, really are tomorrow's future to get involved with the foundation and understand what it is to give back. Raising money for wishes and celebrating our heroes, the kids. You're going to play it on that beautiful land tech field up there at Columbia. But the question is, does it hurt a New York Jet to be playing on Bob Craft Field? Not at all. <laughs> now, especially since Columbia is very kind enough to donate the field. Um, and, you know, all our great sponsors, as you just mentioned, we have Lantech, we have Renew, we have uh, Cunningham, we have, you know, so many different sponsors that have stepped up to the plate to make sure that these young professionals raise the money and the money goes directly to helping the kids. And what's good this year, Quickie, is every team represents a individual child. And that wish child is out here today supporting their team. Oh, wow. So, that, uh, that's awesome. You know, it's a little bit of a crossover where you have, uh, now you get to see where your money goes. Oh, and Marty, that's so great. Important. Yeah, it's so important. That, that is really have good. The awareness. Let, let, me, let me ask you this. If Sims is not back in the league next year and he puts a team together, can we get him in it? Well, you know what? Without a doubt, I, you know, I've always been a fan of Matt Sims. I think that he's one of the best guys down there. And, of course, Monty, we could use Monty as a referee because I don't know if he knows whether the football's blown up. <laughs> oh, Marty, come that on, boy, man. Marty. Marty, I don't know if you remember this. About a year ago with ESPN, we worked at an event together at the big mall. I think it was the vet, uh, Westfield uh, Garden State Plaza. You were signing autographs. Do you remember that? I do, Monty, and you know what? And I'm your number one fan. Oh, thank you, Marty. I'm your number one fan. I am telling you what. That's cute, guys. My witness. Every time I listen to you guys on Saturday, I'm going up to get my bagel and a cup of coffee. 
I have to send Quickie a text saying, hey, you need to ease up on Monty. <laughs> he does. He right, does. Marty and Monty, you we know. need our own show, Marty. And you I'll can, Marty, you can have him. I'll definitely uh, take place you know in the uh, the seven on seven flag as long as he doesn't hit me like he used to hit my father. You know that's the biggest yeah. thing. Oh, did you hear that, Marty? <laughs> Sim said that? that he will take place in it next year as long as you don't hit him like you hit Big Phil. <laughs> oh no! Well, you know, Phil was one of those good guys to hit because he was like hitting a linebacker. He didn't like it. You know? <laughs> he was a tough guy, and you know, I, I still don't know why he's not in the Hall of Fame. He, he was great for the Giants, brought him back to where they were respectable. And just, you know, I enjoyed playing against him and guys like uh, Jim Kelly and guys that would, when you hit them, they would get mad. And they would get up there and they'd talk to their offensive line, like, who's supposed to block that guy? Block that guy, you know? <laughs> and we'd go back up there and go, hey, like Billy Orr, they don't, don't take that off. They just open the door and let us hit them again. You know? <laughs> I love it, it. It was. It was always fun and, uh, you know, a great deal of respect for Phil and guys like Boomer, guys that have stayed up here in the tri-state area and really have given back to the community. That means a lot. Well, they're just, they're two good guys just like you. Anybody who ever asked me about you, I always say great player, much better person. So best of luck with the second annual Marty Lions Flag Football Turkey Bowl. Going to be a lot of fun up there at Columbia. If you can't play in the game, give money to the Marty Lions Foundation because it helps kids that really need it. Big guy, good luck up there today. Good luck with the call. You and with shoes in tomorrow right here on 98.7 ESPN. I thought everything went well until you thought Monty was a good guy for the show. <laughs> <laughs> you got a quickie, and, and Monty, you know, you and I will hook up soon. We'll, Thank we'll you, Marty. We'll get quickie in line. It, it might be hard, but you know what? We'll get him in line. Uh, <laughs> all right. Maybe he can go to your house, you and Christine, for Thanksgiving. How would you like that, Monty? <laughs> I'll, see, I'll see you there. <laughs> what happened? Dial tone? <laughs> see you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I, mean, I think we're having a bad connection now, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> Marty. All right. Thank I'll you, big guy. Hi, right, pal. He's, Thanks, he's the best. Uh, he's we, the man. As we go to break, <clears throat> I want to get serious for just one second. Last night, the world of high school football lost a true legend. Warren Wolf, who began his coaching right. career at Memorial West New York with the great Joe Coviello, who at that point had the most wins in state history. Warren Wolf then went down to Brick. There was no Brick. There was no exit on the Garden State Parkway. He went down there. He became so good at Brick Township. The legend is they made exits in the Garden State Parkway because of Coach Wolf. He passed away last year at the age of 92. He was the 51-year head coach of the Green Dragons. 364 career wins, second most in state history. And if you didn't know him, it's a shame because those of us who do know him, there was nobody better. He would coach with the hat, the tie. He was old school who could adapt to the young kids today. The world lost not only a great coach, and I just said about Marty being a great man, Coach Warren Wolf. They don't make him any better. So rest in peace, Coach. Brick Township was put on the map by you, and it will stay there because of you. The world of football will miss you. This is Mike Quick's High School Football Hour on 98.7 ESPN. The Mike Quick High School Football Hour on 98.7 ESPN is driven by Mercedes-Benz of Manuet, where it's not business, it's personal. Visit mbmanuet.com today. And the Mike Quick High School Football Hour on 98.7 ESPN is brought to you by the Green Turtle. It's time for fans to come together at the Green Turtle, the official home to catch every game. Eat plenty, drink well, leave happy at the Green Turtle. Sims, you want to read a spot about Mike Quick? 
Absolutely not. <laughs> and definitely not one about Bergen Remember, Catholic. Yeah, I was about to say, sure. try to make you do the Bergen <laughs> yeah, Catholic that one. That was funny. Read one for Bergen Catholic. Go to Bosco. Yeah. Okay, so last <laughs> night, okay, I leave Floral Park, Long Island at 3.01 in the afternoon. I pull into Caven Point, Jersey City at 6.13. That's no, 6, 6.12. Three hours and 11 minutes. Not happy. I walk onto the field. I see my buddy Rich Hansen. We have not talked in person since last year. Was he wearing shorts? He was not. He had <laughs> long I love it. It was it too cold. It was windy. It was really windy. So I'm kind of ornery. I walk up to him. I say, Coach, I've just been in the car for three hours and 11 minutes. You better play well tonight because I can't have what happened last week against Notre Dame. We're having this wonderful conversation. And then Jim Hegg comes over to him, the great voice of St. Peter's Prep Football, and tells Coach that the scoreboard is not working at Caven Point. This is 35 minutes before the game. So I'm like, okay, well, there goes all the pleasantries. I just walk away from coach. And then I look back about five minutes later. He's standing on the 30-yard line on the hash near the stands at Caven Point. And he's looking at the, the press box, and then he's looking to the scoreboard. The press box, the scoreboard. And I come walking back to him because I couldn't let the moment go. I said, coach, have you put up your Christmas tree yet? He goes, what? I said, have you put up your Christmas tree yet? And he just looks at me, doesn't answer. And I said, it's like when you take your lights out a year later. You go to plug them in. You hope it works. And he just says to me, I got a game to win. I can't deal with this nonsense. Give it to me, Kai. The wind was blowing. Oh, yeah. oh this is the Freeport band music. Yes. Monty, I told you to tell him to hold this until player of the week. I did. Okay. It's all right, Kyrie. I We're on it. the same page, though. So here we go. The wind, the north. No, you can keep it. I love it, Kai. The wind was howling, Sims. At Haven Point in Jersey City. No scoreboard, windy, okay? And here comes St. Peter's Prep. Taj Bullock gives them a 14 0 lead on two wonderful play calls. First one, screen throwback to Paulie Lefkowitz, 26 yards. Jalen Sanchez, number 13, the wideout, an unbelievable block downfield. Then they come back, a little boot action, flip back pass, right? He just hit Sanchez this time on an 82-yarder, 14-0. Here comes St. Augustine's. Okay, back they come. This guy, Kanye Uden, number 6, a sophomore, 6 feet, 200 pounds, calling Nunzio Campanelli during the game, the interim Rutgers head coach. Offer him now, Nuns. He's that good. 14-7, that's the score at the half. Second half, Isaiah Rakes, 6'1", 323 pounds. 323 pounds. Bigger than Ironhead Hayward when he played at Passaic High School. He's got good feet going to Texas A&M, bounces into the end zone, 14-14. Okay, 14-14. Then Bullock rips one over the middle. Jelani Mason, 41-yard touchdown. St. Anthony answers first play fourth quarter. Then Bullock throws an interception for a touchdown, 45-yard interception for a touchdown. No problem. The defense holds. Udom fumbles with 4.45 left. Bullock gets great protection, throwing towards the broken scoreboard, the Statue of Liberty. He lets one go. 55 yards in the air, and he hooks up with Byron Shipman. The last time a ball was thrown that far in the air towards that end zone, 2014, Brandon Wimbush to Micka Fitzpatrick. You ain't getting that in the elsewhere yeah. else, right? So now it's tied at 28. Turnover on downs. He brings him right back down the field. A fourth and two from the 36. Great call. Quarterback draw. Picks up eight. Next play. 
post, 24 yards over the middle to Sanchez, down to the one. I thought he was in. Come down, spike the ball, one second left, snap, boom. Bullock goes into the end zone, 35-28. They win it with one second left. That's the third time now this year that the junior, he came back late against Bergen Catholic, came back late against Don Bosco, so now they get the winner of today's St. Joe's Don Bosco game. Yeah, that's right. Come on. How'd yeah, you get that? I, and also, yeah. too, like, are you a Bullock fan now? Because, you know, early in the year, you were not very high on him, and he's won a lot of tough games I, for this team. I love the way he competes. He struggled a bit at times with the wind last yeah, night. Yeah, and honestly, of course, Sims, that's going to happen might. with the weather. Yeah. Absolutely. I expect that. But I said to the guys from St. Augustine, because I was up in the booth, some of their coaches, I said, be careful. This is what this guy does at that time of the day. So it's a wonderful win. But what it does now is it shows these guys from South Jersey. You played with St. Peter's Prep last week. Yeah. Now St. Augustine could have won, and they are loaded, loaded with young kids. Come up and play during the regular season. It's better for the brand of New Jersey Catholic football. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it really needs to happen for for everybody, really. And also just to kind of like show everyone that these guys can play and to give them the spotlight they deserve, you know, for – more often than not than just like the playoff games that we see this one and done type of situation. You know, we want to create more of a storyline with this entire league, especially too with that combination with New Jersey and New York. No doubt. You Which know. is going to have to because the Catholic League in New York, they're just losing guys in the AAA division. So yeah. it's a shame. Monty. Yes. You and I were out at Hofstra on Thursday night. I was at Hofstra Thursday night and last night, but we were together Thursday night for the Farmingdale versus Freeport game. Really? You so, have to say it like Hofstra, though. Yeah. Uh, Don say it Bosco. Like so, yeah. Yeah. Earlier this year, Farmingdale was the only team that gave Freeport a scare earlier this year. Close game at the half, mm-hmm. and then the Red Devils put the hay in the barn. What did you think of our player of the week? Oh, well, Makai Jinx was... Give it to me, Kai. He was, yeah. This is the Freeport uh, band playing some music, and they were unbelievable as well. I was getting all the audio from them, but Makai Jinx stole the show. He was our star of the game. Not only was he so impactful on defense, but he was very impressive on offense as well. 18 rushes for 169 yards and three touchdowns. He was easily the star of the game. We were in the press box talking about him the whole game because not only did he impact just one side of the ball, he was so impactful on both sides. Touchdown runs of 15, 14, and 10. Defensively, he was unbelievable, Sims. He had seven tackles, Gordon, one of those tackles for loss. If he he did this on the street. He'd be th- serving three to five years, man. He was so violent, throwing people around. It was like the WWE. 6'1", 215 pounds. Now, here's the thing. This is what I love. Russ Sellin's been coaching there forever. Last year, when you talk about team guys, Makai Jinx, whose dad, Travis, played for Sellin in the early 2000s, he was a great player. Not as good as his kid. Okay? Last year, he played right tackle for the Red Devils, and now he moves to the backfield. Listen, he has no offers yet, which is absolutely sinful when you have schools like Post and Stony Brook there. I think he's a Division One linebacker. I really do. You know, 4.8 speed, 85 grade point average. I don't want to hear about the 4.8 speed, Sims, because you know what? When he's running around people to get to people and running through people to get to people, he's a hell of a lot faster than 4.8. It's the same thing that we say about Kyle Manungai as well, too. You know, it's just the, the time in the 40 and then the way that they play. We see it all the time in the NFL draft and even in the combine. Guys run slower than what they really do and how they play. The New York Yankees, I know that you two love the Yankees, and all their single-digit numbers are retired. (laughs) 
I'll tell you what, they may want to retire all the single digit numbers at Freeport. Yeah, we were saying that at the two, game. three, four, five, six, seven. I mean, this kid seven, Arnold Cruz, six two, two hundred pound linebacker, defensive end. He's the as good as Jinx is, Cruz is the heart and soul of the defense. He is long, rangy, maybe doesn't run as fast as some of the other guys, but boy does he set the tone for that defense. And Dakari Stevenson. What did you think of Stevenson's catches off the arm of Terrence Edmond, Monty? Oh, he was great the entire game. I think he had five catches for 100 yards, so a big game from Stevenson. But, but what about the catches, what he was doing? They were just impressive. We kind of dropped our mouths, dropped our jaws from the press box. He's laying parallel to the ground on two of those catches, Monty. He's flying <laughs> well, That's impressive. The I said they were very no, no, no. impressive. No, okay. Uh, you know what, Monty? What, do you want me to reenact it on Twitter? You want me yeah, to take a video you know of me laying Quick out? Does it, yeah, right? you're right. He tells you everything about the situation. He needs the, the full Monty. You need more the detail. The first play of the game, Freeport fumble. Two plays later, they're in the end zone. Jinx, 50-yard run. Jinx then goes in from 15 yards out. They were just absolutely terrific. Danny Murphy and that defense holding Farmingdale to six rushing yards, a hundred yards, less than a hundred yards of total offense. So they are really good. And I was going to say, anybody I did. Game. And it's funny because the Red Devils really only allowed one big play throughout the entire game. And it wasn't even from their quarterback. It was actually their running back throwing it to their quarterback for a big touchdown. So I'll tell you this though, Kevin Wilson, he was banged oh, up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Number 34. What a football player is all about. I mean, the week before against Oceanside, he ran for six touchdowns, a little hobbled, got hurt late in that game. But man, that's, that's what a high school. Well, you could tell Freeport player. was definitely eyeing on him trying to focus their oh, listen, entire Freeport defense. played Farmingdale 10 times this year. They'd win 10 times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're just a, they're a great. I'm, I'm still not going to say they're as great as the two 2003 team. I'm not going to go that far. What do they got to do to become that team? Uh, you know, if they win convincingly this weekend against Floyd Friday at Stony Brook, they plan for the second consecutive year. Last night, Floyd beat Longwood 34-14. Congratulations to longtime coach Paul Longo. Great coach. Great man. 200th career victory. Tom Verga, uh, quarterback, 12 carries, 100 yards, and two touchdowns in that game. If they win that game convincingly Friday, maybe they're fa- I will say this. They are faster. And they gang tackle better than the 0-3 okay. team. They they really do. Who'd you talk to after So the I game? talked to our star of the game, Makai Jinx, three rushing touchdowns, big defensive game. And when I talked to him after the game, he said that all of the winning— well, You weren't going to talk to him before the game. Well, I, I could have. I was there an hour before the game you with you. You forgot the microphone. I had the microphone. Not until I told you to get it. Okay, Mike. You, you're not supposed to say that on air. That's more of a, <laughs> a side meeting kind of thing. But when I talked As to Gordon Mikai, takes a drink. It's like a baseball player going up to home plate without his back. Yeah. <laughs> you're a reporter. I'm your sorry. Microphone. All right. So when I talked to, to Makai Jinx after the game, he said that all of the winning that Freeport does really comes from all of the heart that they have, the passion, and all of the hard work that him and his Freeport brothers put in day in and day out. It's just the drive we have in Freeport. We know that we want to go somewhere in life with football, so like get the work and like it's the work ethic everywhere. We want to win, and we don't want nobody to be number one. We're number one. And they certainly are number one. That extends their winning streak to 23 straight games for Freeport. And as I said in the beginning of the year, they might be the best team in New York. I still believe that when I said that a couple of months ago, and things haven't really changed since then. So you think they beat Cardinal Hayes? I don't know. I only saw the second half of the Cardinals Hayes championship game, and they looked very impressive. HD4. Give us something, Monty. So you, Just I, say I, yes I'm or saying, no. I don't like, know. You might the callers like might Vinny call up and tell me I'm this being is disrespectful. Like yeah, Coney please, Vinny, Vinny, right. call up. Who is not a, who is not happy with you? By I, the way. I understand that, that thing about the helmet. 
did not sit I well. I got you. You said that if I took the L to him, which I did, that I should get a Garrett, uh, Miles Garrett suspension. So I'm saying if I'm going to take the suspension, might as well get my money's worth. Did no? you talk to But I'm going to take Vinny out to Coney Island, maybe get a Nathan's hot dog. We could talk some Izzy Abanaconda and Lincoln Rail Splitter football. Izzy had the two-point conversion last week to beat Midwood 24-22. And so they have today. a big game today against Tottenville. Are you picking that? I will be picking both PSAL semifinals games as my two picks later on. Oh, boy, they must be really I'm really sorry, Gordon, girls. that we just come in here and just do this. Hey, no, you got to talk to Coach Selen. I did, cause, I did, I did <laughs> talk to Coach Russ Selen as well. Uh, he was very excited about the big win, and he thinks that a lot of it has to do with his great defense. Oh, our defense, I'm telling you, it's lights out. You know, in this day and age, you, you don't have as many kids that like to play defense. They want to play offense all the time. And this group just loves playing defense. And, you know, we have the right people in the right places, and uh, they really they get out there and they make plays, and they love it. They have fun. Well, I think I know why they like playing defense so well, because they're very, very good at it. They have now outscored opponents 409 to 86 this season. Oh, so, yeah. See, that's a great stat, th- Thank you. I do my, I did my homework sometimes, you know. Sims, if we weren't going to MetLife on Friday, I would take you to Stony Brook, because you would really like Freeport. You'd like them a lot. They play with a swagger. They play unbelievable defense, and their offensive line is in great unison. They just, they just do a really, really good job. So, I love old school football like that. And I'll tell you, you know who else I was into? Last Saturday over there watching that, I told you about Cardinal Hayes' victory over Stepanak. Before right. that game, I watched more Catholic beat St. Joe's C. In that game, Justin Lax became New York City's all-time leading rusher, passed Antonio Walcott, the former Fort Hamilton standout, 5,468 yards. In the game, 34 carries, 237 yards, two touchdowns. C only loses two games all year, both to more Catholic, 28-6. to Cameron Holmes, touchdown reception, 37-yard interception return. That kind of put the hay in the barn. And this kid, Artie Padilla Jr., seven tackles, two sacks. He was the defensive MVP. More Catholic, a very good team, but in defeat. I'm going to tell you this right now. Watch out next year in the AA division. St. Joe's C quarterback Jackson Tucker is the type of guy you want in your football team. Just a flat-out competitor. Had a wonderful year. He's going to be very difficult to deal with next year. Matter of fact, I might be, nah, it's still a little early, but I might be putting a hay in the barn for St. Joe C next year already in the AA2 division. How about that, Gordon? You heard it from well, the wizard. Well, don't, uh, don't get too carried away because Terrence TK794 is out there listening and, uh, he, he might was not be in too the studio happy with, with us last week. Yeah. He had a good time. But yeah, Mike, you didn't want to stay for the third game at, Nope. Kenny. <laughs> the Shamana. We Kenny, won, baby. Kenny, Double A. Stop. Okay. Kenny from Nanuet <laughs> is on the line. Go ahead, Kenny. Mike, what's up, buddy? How about you say, pal? I gotta ask you, what is wrong with Monty? Oh my goodness! Every week, <laughs> how is long this do you a... have? <laughs> All right, so we have twenty-three so two, more minutes. <laughs> two weeks ago, you give him a home. Two weeks ago, you give him a homework assignment, right? Thank you. Kenny. Every week, so he I gives call, me a homework assignment. So I, I call the lady and I say, you don't have to put me through. Just you know, tell Monty to grab the phone because um, I, so he doesn't have to do the research. I give him the answer. So next week, you come on and say, okay, okay Monty, what would you learn? And he says, oh, I didn't do it. Mike, I gave him the answer. I said that after we talked on the phone, I gave him the answer. So why did he still need me to give it to him? I kind of forgot because after I gave it to him. the show is not for us. It's for the the listeners. I understand. But why didn't you do it? I got the – Kenny, got, thank you, buddy. Have a happy thank Thanksgiving. Thank you, Kenny. Thanks. And tough, by the way, he's up there in Nanuet. Tough loss for Rye last night in mm-hmm. the Class A state semifinals. They lost to Cornwall 45-34. Mm-hmm. 
You know, Cornwall's twenty third victory. While we're in on row. the topic of Monty, I don't want to focus the whole show we're, on him. The I whole, did notice hours, one Monty. thing on on Twitter, Mike. I know you've had some issues with your phone, so I don't know if you've been able to get into your Twitter account. I can, but it's only but like I noted there was a tweet that went out yesterday from somebody who was responding to Monty, uh, Faith Logan, and she said, you know, make sure to tune into Monty's radio show. Oh, okay. It so it airs every Saturday uh, morning okay. from eight to nine. Monty. So yesterday, I didn't know Mike oh yes, God. Mike, Mike, Mike. Yesterday at Manhattanville, which you know. There was a big Mike, Mike, Mike. Gordon. You're just throwing me on my man. Gordon is laughing. I don't think I've ever seen Gordon laugh so hard. My man man Chris Alisi is in his first year, the new head men's basketball coach at Manhattanville. Did you go in to say hello? I did not. I I was very busy. So here's the thing. I was at Manhattanville College yesterday. They had this big sports media career fair. So people were coming up to the ESPN table asking me what I did for ESPN. I told them that I was part of a high school football show. And then a, a nice young girl from Manhattanville tweeted out, got to meet Jake Montgomery. He has his own radio show, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. So she got the info wrong. I gave it to her. I told her I'm part of the Mike Quick high school football. I didn't say this is the right, Monty. Tell us about Plain high... Edge Southside last So night. I was you at Plain at Edge Southside. Let's we... get through it quickly, Monty. Well, there's, it's, it'll be quick. We were there for the first game in the regular season when Coach Rob Shaver got suspended for apparently running up the score. Uh, last night. What was the score of that game? That game was 61 to 13. There you go. Uh, last night was 41 to 13. So kind of a similar fashion. Dan Valari, their quarterback, he's going to Fordham. He's just a stud. Both times we saw him, we talked about how he took over the game. He had three rushing touchdowns. Their running back, uh, Neon Dion Quinlan, as I like to call him, had three touchdowns on his own, and they kind of just ran away with it. Plain Edge had a big game, but the what do big you mean game three touchdowns on his own. He didn't need the offensive line. Well, he ran it in. He didn't have anyone throw it to him or anything like that. So but they Michael? had a rushing touchdowns. Michael, <laughs> Mike, come on, Mike. All right, here uh, we go. But anyway, you want to talk about their big game coming up on uh, Friday against Sayville. I know you're a big Sayville guy. Get to it. Uh, well, I'm, I'm saying, is it Jack Cheshire or Jack Cheshire? Doesn't matter. Okay, well, they got a big game on Friday. But we'll talk about that after. Hold on. He passed Jack Cohn's single-season touchdown passing record. Has now 41 in the season. They beat East Iceland for the second time this year. 28-10. to 10. Reed Sands in his third year. Has them in the LIC. Monty, what's the name of the show? It is the Mike Quick High School Football I it was Hour. The Jack Mo- it, is the, it is the Monty High School Football Hour featuring Mike Quick. This is Mike Quick's High School Football Hour on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, we're back here on the Mike Quick High School Football Hour, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Let's squeeze in a call here quickly here. Here is Mike in uh, Glen Rock. Mike, what's going on, hey, my man? You- Good morning, guys. Listen, I just want to, I know I'm real short for time. Just want to say thank you for all you guys do. Uh, my wife and I drive out to watch our son play football every year, uh, every weekend out in Pennsylvania. And today we're going out to see uh, Muhlenberg play. And Muhlenberg's probably got about 15 kids from North Jersey, from, from, from Ramapo, from Demarest, from Bergen, from Bosco. And it's just great to, it's great to drive out and, and know these kids are playing. You guys know how hard it is to play at the next level, no matter where you are. And I just wanted to say from the from the O'Hagan family, you know me, Mike, for a year. Oh, there years. you go, big guy. Yeah, hey, Mikey. We to, yeah, we wanted to say thanks to all you guys doing and, and pushing these kids and, and letting them know. But uh, it's great to watch him play for four more years, and uh, we hope that my nephew keeps playing. They knocked my son out last week, so they're done. So it's a great time. And, again, just wanted to thank you guys for, for all you do. And, uh and have a great day, and happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Well, happy Thanksgiving to the O'Hagans and all that, and we're not supposed to root, but we're all rooting for Muhlenberg today. How's that? There you go. You know, so, hey, just before we get to break, want to say something real fast. We ran out of time. 
North One Group 3, Ramapo 28-23, came back to beat Pascac Valley. Sims, you were at that game. Jake, uh, Jake Tyrone, 25 carries, 175 yards, three touchdowns, game-winning interception with a minute left. Old-school guy, not big, but puts his heart and soul into the game. Yeah, played extremely well. Ramapo played extremely well as a team, too. Uh, it was a tough win. Uh, Pascac Valley played extremely hard, uh, so a really impressive win by Ramapo last night. So they now have won 25 in a row. They will take on next week Parsippany Hills, who started the year one and two. They win nine in a row now as they beat West Essex 38-21. When we come back, a whole bunch of picks. DePaul wins big night for Andrew Butler. We'll watch them next Friday at MetLife as they'll take on Matter Day. Malik Ingram, another big game. They beat Red Bank Catholic, avenged their loss in the final last year. This is Mike Quick's High School Football Hour on 98.7 ESPN. Music. He had 30 seconds to find anything. Mike Quick's Picks of the Week on 98.7 ESPN is built by the Land Tech what Group. Is I have no idea what this song is. Mike, it's Thanksgiving. This is what you ask. Monty, what are your picks sponsored by? <laughs> My picks are sponsored by Mercedes-Benz of Nanuet. And today I'm picking both PSAL games being played today. It is the big semifinals right, matchup. Relax, relax. Well, you wanted to know. You asked Monty. Right, here we go. Last week, the Wizard, 4-0. He goes to 26-7 on the Mike. year. Monty, average at best, 1-1, 12-11. One one, I'll take and 11. average. Congratulations to Sims. Got off the schneid, so he's now 3-6. and six. And of oh, course, oh my that God. is bad. Hey, Gordon. Don't. And, and, I don't want to hear it. And TK98706-0-1, and, and that's the way he'll finish that the That way, TK. Get okay, out of Monty, here. Monty, go. All right, Fast. so now I'm picking both PSAL games being played today at 12. It is the semifinal matchups in the PSAL. The first one is number three, Curtis, and number two, Erasmus Hall. I love Sam Martin. I love their quarterback, Gennaro Basciano. But I have to roll with E. Hall on this one. They beat Curtis 40 nothing in the rain game that we were at a couple of weeks ago. But rain or shine, I'm going with Erasmus Hall. And then number four, Lincoln at number one, Toddenville. Vinny from Coney Island, my friend, my buddy, my pal. I'm sorry I have to do this to you because you're going to hate me even more. As great of a player as Not Izzy Abanaconda is and as great of a coach that Sean O'Connor is, there's a reason why Toddenville's number one. I'm going with Toddenville and Erasmus Hall to play in the PSAL championship. Sims, who you like today? Uh, Bosco Joes. <laughs> so I'm actually going to go Lincoln and I'm going to Rasmus Hall just to get some extra wins here at wow. the very end. Um, also, too, uh, with the uh, Bosco St. Joe's game, I really look forward to this matchup. We'll be there later this afternoon. And I'm going with Don Bosco. Hey, Don really? Bosco. Yeah. Okay, here we go. The non-public group four semifinal. Sims likes Bosco. I like Bosco too, but hold on a second. The big story, will Kyle Manungai play? Last week, carted off the field, yeah. thought his leg was broken, did big not practice mark. this week. Game time decision. Here's another game time decision. Michael Imo, the Purdue bound quarterback for St. Joe's. I don't want to hear about his three touchdowns last week against Paramus Catholic. If you're a Big Ten quarterback, show it today. Yeah, if Alimo plays better than he did because he was awful when they played the last time. Let's just tell the truth. He was awful when they played. The team was awful. They were embarrassed. 35-14. How do you fix it? You get your quarterback better and you teach him how to tackle. Augie's been mad. Don Bosco's banged up. 35-14 the last time. 
I like Bosco. Oh, I like, oh, baby. I take that back. I like Joe's. What? Oh, my God. Are you I like Joe's. Can you I'm even sorry. do that? Gordon no, Reese. No, I like Joe. That is a terrible show today. That is terrible. All right, here we go. Ty, oh, cut his leg off. Nassau Conference 2. There's Remember, two and a half minutes. The left. wizard told you when the win streak got to 42, MacArthur would end the win streak. And they did, convincingly, 27-7. Joe Manfredo, the little big man for the generals of MacArthur, was sensational that day. My man Chris Walsh tells me that you, Kelleher, is going to run all over Garden City. Chris, you're right. He's going to get a lot of yards today. But these action heroes, Ford Carney and Pierce Archer for Garden City, overbeck the quarterback. The win streak was snapped at 42, but the consecutive streak of county titles goes to four. I like the Trojans to flip the switch. Public school semifinals. I love the matchup. Roland Dempster, Tottenville against Izzy Lincoln. But the line comes down to line play. I like the line play of Tottenville better. And by the way, if you're throwing it today, Lincoln, watch out for Anthony Calabrese. Had three touch interceptions last week. Two for touchdowns as they beat Wagner. 46-21 in the semis. Curtis Erasmus Hall, it's simple, man. You gotta block. When Erasmus beat him 40 to nothing, Monty said it. They were sacked six times. Six times in the game. The defending champs, Erasmus Hall, I'm not saying they're winning the title, but I'm saying they're going there. I like them today against Lincoln. New Canaan, Darianne, Thanksgiving. Me, Sims, the whole crew will be in the end zone. New Canaan's won the last two against the Blue Wave. This is the one that matters. It's gonna be windy that day, Sims. So it's going to affect the throwing. Already have the forecast in mind. Going to be tough to throw. I like Darianne's running game and their toughness better. I'm going with the blue wave to snap the two-game skid. One minute, Mike. Long Island Class 1. I like Freeport to beat Floyd. Nobody's stopping my Red Devils. (laughs) I like Sayville to upset Plain Edge. I don't think Plain Edge has seen the passing attack this year that Cheshire and the Golden Flashes are going to bring. I'm going with the guys out of Division 3. Mike is turning red. Matter Day. To beat the ball Friday, 4 o'clock in the non-public Woo! group three. Malik Ingram's going to run for 200-plus. Well, here you have it. That's the Mike Quick <laughs> Picks of the Week. Built Great by transition. the Landtech Group, the leader in design, construction, maintenance of athletic fields, facilities. He goes 100 to Coast, zero so quick. Specializing in synthetic turf, natural grass, concrete, fencing, and more. Visit them at LandTechGroup.com. I want to wish Kai and Nikki a very happy Thanksgiving. I know we make your mornings insane. Great job happy as always, guys. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Gordon. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys. And I can't wait till Butler takes down Modern Day, man. See you next week. Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. This is Mike Quick's High School Football. All hour on 98.7 ESPN.